You're listening to the Donor Growth Podcast, forward-looking conversations for those who believe that donor growth is possible. Every week, we'll explore a thought-provoking topic to help build deeper relationships with more of your donors. We are your hosts, Luis Diaz and Mike Dirksen. Now let's get into it. Luis, it's the end of an era. We've died from our own success, Mike. All those listeners in Eastern Europe have brought down this podcast. If you're listening to us in Brazil, in Romania, in Poland, those were some of the countries where we had listeners in. Very, very few, by the way, but we'll take it. We, we went international for, for a hot second there. If you're listening from anywhere in the world, really, this is going to be it's going to be a sad, sad episode. That is, if you actually enjoyed this podcast. <laughs> yes, we're taking a break, probably pivoting to other things. You know what they say when everybody's zigging, you zag. Mm-hmm. It's our time to zag. It's our time to zag. I love how you managed to frame this in like a. I'm like, oh, we thought about this. Everybody's zigging. We should zag. No, (laughs) I'm not such a hypocrite. Mike and I were just (laughs) discussing another misunderstanding. I truly think that, I don't know, maybe it's my personality. Yeah, it's, I think we need to look at new things. Well, let's talk about, Mike, today, why we're closing down this chapter of the podcast. Right. And Um, it is... And then, sorry, Mike, and then what what we think is next. So donor growth is not going anywhere. Mike and Lewis are not going anywhere. I know I personally appreciate you, Mike, a a whole ton. And and you've actually turned into an important part of my career and my life now. So that's not going anywhere. But the podcast is needs a break. Yeah, and it is it is just sort of the pause or the end of a chapter. It's not the end of donor growth. So just want to be clear about that at the at the front end. Donor growth is just this podcast that we started during the pandemic. And it's kind of an idea, it's kind of a philosophy. The point behind it was there are some people who are so so focused on acquisition. You need more donors, as in donor growth, as in more donors. And then there's people who preach a philosophy of you don't need new donors. You just need a better relationships with the donors you already have. Of course, Lewis and I, like a lot of issues, we kind of sort of go, yes, and, you know, there, you know, the, there's definitely a way to to try to grow and to involve more people. And to give more people a chance to be part of that, the work you do, and to build a broader base of donors and to build a bigger community. Um, and that doesn't have to come at the sacrifice of not having good or deep or meaningful relationships with people. As we mentioned in episode 30 something, <laughs> um, when we talked about models, the Hanks Rosso, Rosso concentric model of fundraising involves starting at the center with your closest people and building out from there. We think that still holds a lot of truth. Yeah. So that that was the idea. It's not necessarily a brand or podcast or Lewis and Mike. Hopefully it's, if you're one of the few faithful listeners, that includes you, the idea of donor growth. So that is not going anywhere. I know that sounds kind of vague and broad. Do, do we know what's next, Lewis? Where is donor growth as an idea going? I just see so um, 
So much opportunity. I think I'm liking the smaller in-person, very practical get-togethers. Mm, so what what does that look like for us? A different type of conference, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going places, resources. You know, I know you're like deep in the practice, as am I, of actually fundraising at shops. And we're learning things as we go. Um, could we turn that into more helpful resources? I think we'll figure it out. Maybe with the help of anybody who's listening today. Echo, you know, if you get this from LinkedIn, just pop a reply and tell us what would excite you. Yeah. You know what I'm hearing? Smaller events, something that is kind of an unconference. I'm hearing you and I got to jump in an RV. We got we to gotta get an RV as a tax write-off. Because it's a business expense, and we gotta we gotta drive across the the United States and Canada, and have a have a donor growth roadshow. We gotta we gotta do that. That would be huge. We take both our families when we're recording on the podcast. We just stop in anywhere and we kick them out of the RV, mm-hmm. and we and we do it that way. Yeah, I don't know. I have dreams of finding kind of smaller nonprofits and actually doing a conference where you visit the nonprofit and you solve a problem for them there as a group, you know, like a conference that would just be in a bus going from one place to the other with experts and building things together. There's a lot of opportunity and potential. Mike, I think people might be asking themselves, yeah, these guys kind of glossed over it. Why is it ending? Are they actually in a fight? And is all this theater? Yeah, this is this is the nonprofit equivalent of the fight between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. I don't know, is that still happening? I am I'm out of the loop there. No, we are we we are not in a fight whatsoever, actually. Mostly because I don't think Lewis could be actually mad at anybody. Well, you if surprised. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, why is it ending? We've got a few different reasons. I've got a few different reasons. I know that you've got some too, Lewis. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll, I'll very transparently talk about it from my end. You can talk about it from your end. And then I think we will talk about maybe some of the highlights of the show and what it's made possible. From my end, The like Lewis and I both have actual jobs. Donor growth is not a job. Donor growth is a hobby that we used to do at six in the morning uh, mm-hmm. until we changed it to... 10 in the morning but my actual my actual job is keeping me very busy these days and then i also what is your job uh, i I run a fundraising agency called build good and we are in a period of uh, transition we've launched a build good fundraising academy which we never really talked about on this show but it's a coaching and training program and then we also have an agency where we actually do a lot of done for you work with clients where we create direct mail, emails, digital fundraising with with a stable of clients. So that is keeping me very busy these days. My personal life, where I I have my most important job, which is being trying to be a good husband and father, that has been fairly busy on the family front recently. And it's about to get busier because the family is growing a little bit. So it's become one of those things. that is just one more thing on the on the plate and i've been very ruthlessly evaluating how i spend my time and i got cut folks he just said it i was a cut i was just fired from the donor growth podcast 
this, Thanks, this, Mike. this was Those a long con. This was a long con to get you back for kicking me out of the donor participation project when I first wanted to join all those years ago. You're ruthless. You will literally never let go. (laughs) So never cross Mike Dorkson. Please remember this. Something that's been on both our minds is the fact that so many of you have loved this podcast so much that for some of you, it's been your main way of getting to know Mike and Lewis. And that has inserted some confusion. So, you know, you might call it brand dilution, but what I'm, the reality is that what's happened to me is that people spoke to me when they really wanted to speak to Mike and they wanted to learn about Mike's business or they thought I was part of Mike's business or we had a business together. And we've just reached the phase where we said, look, or our actual jobs are growing and are growing at a good pace and we need to take a break on this because it's just too much. So like this added level of confusion is just too much for us. So that's why I want to emphasize this is not going away as the idea of donor growth and the philosophy that we just needed to put a pause on it maybe find different formats that make it clear that if you want to speak to Mike, you should actually reach out to Mike. and vice versa. So I think that's another element. I'm so proud, really, of how far we've gone doing this on a shoestring budget. Mike, I know you've put and your team has put a lot of the work that was necessary to make the podcast happen. When we first started, I was an employee. I was running an annual fund at at a university. And you very kindly and generously said, you know, do you want to jump on a pod? I'll just take care of most of it. And you stuck with it, you know, for I don't know how many episodes we have over 60. 66 episodes. This is our 66th episode. Yeah. So, you know, that's been that's been great. You know, other reasons for needing to take a, a, a break from the podcast is also for me, frankly, the digital I know there's a lot of potential and lots of people talking about it, but I feel like I need a creative reset. So yes, there's a lot of opportunity in digital communications too. And we've, we've been so blessed to connect with so many people, which at least I personally would have never had the chance to be in a room with really smart, brilliant people working at nonprofits at all levels of nonprofit. It's been amazing. But I also, I'm starting to see, you know, a little bit of the weakness in the model. I'd like to branch out into different types of formats and ways to, different ways of connecting with people. And we both don't believe on keeping something going just as a zombie project. You know, well, it was kind of successful once. Let's just keep it on life support. So we thought it was the most fair decision for everybody right now for all these reasons. Let's talk about the fact that when we started the podcast, you were running an annual fund. A little, like not too soon after that, you started actually with a tech company, Almabase, and and built community there. And I, I don't know if we've been loud enough about this. We should have been louder about it. But as of, Obviously. I don't know, as, I don't know how many months it's been now, half a year, maybe already, maybe more. You are full-time with your own company called Annual Fund Toolkit. And I know we did an episode on you launching it, mm-hmm. um, but you've been you've been running hard 
doing annual fund toolkit and you're at a stage you won't brag about it so i will brag about it on your behalf okay um you're at a stage where there's significant like signal in the market that it's working you're getting more and more people signed up to it you're getting a variety of clients you come from higher ed but you're getting all these other clients which is has been amazing to see i think it's been very life-giving for you you've branched out quite a bit and annual fund toolkit at least as a friend from the outside looking in feels like that thing just needs fuel on the fire it's going it just needs like fuel on the fire and and it will it will become a wonderful business for the clients that you're going to serve because it meets a real need so at least i know you didn't say it this way at least part of it i think is also man you just got to you just got to run with it and and donor growth might might stand in the way of that a little bit i i'm i'm don't have enough distance to see the forest from the trees in my mind i'm still figuring out some of the cogs in the rocket <laughs> before we put fuel in it mm-hmm. but i think just as a somebody as a business builder you you just you'd never perfectly get that moment right mm-hmm. but the truth is that with very little promotion we've filled up we've started to hire um and we're seeing high retention which is something very important and we would have liked to speak about it in a future podcast episode i mean nobody get this wrong we actually have several podcast episodes lined up so if you want us to go (laughs) and visit your state theater or something and just jump on stage and have a chat we will so yeah hard for me to see but there's an element of truth i'm sure there mike so i think this is a killed by our own success we want to be in touch with you you know as as a fantastic group of people who have been listening to the podcast and reaching out to us which is our favorite part we just need to reset that's what i that's how i would define Mm -hmm. it what did you get out of the pod uh looking back on 66 episodes what did you yeah what'd you get out of it oh man a friend a you know really smart guy I learned a lot about non-higher ed strategies that I honestly think should be applied in higher ed. So that kind of cross-pollination, because you have your set of experiences, I have mine. And although we think similarly about like the, you know, the first principles of a lot of most of what we do are the same or very similar, they they show themselves in in very different ways sometimes. And lots of the time I was thinking, oh man, like Mike really has some good thoughts here about acquisition, which this type of nonprofit hasn't traditionally thought or operated in that way, right? So that's the cross-pollination has been very helpful. What did you get out of it? It allowed me to develop a point of view because it forced me to develop a point of view. So uh, I've, I've got another podcast, the Build Good Fundraising Podcast. It's very tactical, very practical. What I liked about the Donor Growth Podcast is that it was a little bit more opinionated. It was, hey, here's a way that we think about fundraising. Here's, although some of it was grounded in data or whatever, a lot of it was opinions, which I I think was opinions based on experience, 
not just opinions as an armchair opinions, but it allowed me to develop a point of view. And so much of what we've talked about in the podcast, I've become to believe in a, a, I now have the language to talk about it in a better way because the podcast helped me crystallize it. B, it also reinforced my belief in a lot of it. We talked about a few different things that are very, very core to how I see the work with our clients and how I see the work that we're doing ourselves to grow, build good. One of those ideas was the changing paradigm of content. And I just came back from a conference, the Neo Summit. And I'll tell you, if I had gone to that conference three years ago, I would have had a very, very different experience. Fascinating. Um, when I went there this time, my first time, but when I when I went to Neil, I almost didn't go to any sessions because of the amount of coffees and lunches and meetings I had with people who I met on LinkedIn and who you see in the hallway. That was this time around. That was this, that was yeah, this time. Yeah, you see in the hallway. Like when I went to AFP Icon three years ago, very different experience. Felt mm -hmm. like I didn't know anybody, very much stuck to myself, tried to get to know some people, but it was hard. This time at Neo, I saw so many people and in the hallways, they would be like, Mike Dirksen. And I would be like, John DeLang. Like we knew each other from LinkedIn. And then we're like, let's do coffee. So content led, whatever you want to call it, marketing, sales, fundraising, community, whatever. But like showing up online with with and not just any content showing up online with with something with building something in public sharing what you're doing call them gifts. let's call them gifts of content because that yeah, ties into sure. of our recent episodes. yeah gift yeah that that is powerful and so this podcast has been part of that and but the idea of that has been has been part of that as well and it's opened tons of doors for me most of our business has been built on content led sort of introductions through LinkedIn. And I uh, I posted the other day, I said, hey, do you know any charity doing Gary V style vlogs and building in public? And it's like crickets. And I, that, I just think there's so much opportunity for our space to lean into that and to put out great entertaining content about our mission and draw people in and take them along. That would that, so like also solve the... What's it called? The crisis of the commons. The oh no, my goodness! The Tra tragedy of the, the tragedy the tra of the tragedy. commons issue that the nonprofit mm. sector finds itself in, which is there are fewer and fewer donors, which means we have to use tactics that are high pressure cooker, which yep. means that we're reinforcing the, having fewer and fewer donors. Um, whereas, like the magic solution is making gifts of content and making other types of gifts and building community, which would help nonprofits in the ways that you just mentioned, donors would come to them or to us as we find right now that clients are coming to us and would fix this tragedy of the commons. It would also yeah. build up common knowledge and common kind of perception of, of how amazing nonprofits are. Yeah. And if we were not a remote agency, if we all work together in office, if we did stuff together, <laughs> it's another principle that comes out of this podcast, right? Do stuff together, yeah. DST. I would 100% hire media interested kid in college and put out an episode every week on YouTube about what's happening at the Build Good office. I, I just, we 
yeah. this age of whatever shattered trust whatever i don't think we're in a crisis of generosity i think people are as generous as they've ever been i just think it's showing up in different ways and not all of it is going to charity in a traditional way and if we want to if we want to bring them back right bring them back into the fold we have to have really really open hands and just start sharing what it is we do in an entertaining way that is welcoming and inviting and accessible to everyone beautiful mike i'm on board and this is why we confuse people so much because i'm sure they can picture you me your team you know my little team in one big room together now creating this wonderful future when the truth is i'm in my basement mike is off in canada and that's it's it's just different it's uh, you know i i definitely have it's a bittersweet moment for me okay so i you know i'm, I'm going to make a commitment to keep this thing going in spirit and you know we're changing the form not the substance yeah so to be to be determined what is next for donor growth those of you who are wondering no lewis and i are uh, it's not it's not nothing's changing there pretty sure we text each other every single day and i don't think that will change uh yeah, at midnight at the craziest hours so i think mike you're more of a night owl and i'm more of an early riser so it gets really weird when he texts me a past midnight and then i text him back at 4 a.m mm-hmm. but you know hey that's yeah. the world we live in yeah so no we're not fighting this is not ending because uh partnership didn't work out none of that we are very much supporting each other in our own little ventures that we've got going on. Very blessed that both of those things are going pretty well at the moment. Well enough for us to have to say, you know, this some things got to go for other things to grow. I wish I knew how to say this like in French or something. I'd look great, but I don't know. Zins <laughs> in Dutch. Hasta luego in Spanish. Folks, if you're thinking I do need these two guys to come and speak with us, or I actually just met with somebody and there's an opportunity you need to speak about, like, as Mike said, we're still in it to win it. We want to help the sector. We believe in content and we will catch up with you very soon. We just don't know when. Yeah, we're we're on LinkedIn. If you want to keep this party going. Join Luis Diaz on LinkedIn, Mike Turkson on LinkedIn, Donor Participation Project on LinkedIn. That's Build good, five-minute fix, get to it. Again, we're confusing people so much. Okay, Mike's Build Good Company, Luis's online community called the Donor Participation Project. Luis's company called Annual Fund Toolkit. Annual Fund Toolkit. We, If you follow this on the LinkedIn newsletter... I, we're going to make a final post with this episode. <laughs> I hope you will let me know if you want to keep that going. I'm tending towards thinking that it's like pulling the rug from under people if we change the topic of it. And we mm-hmm. you know, we start talking about Build Good or about the donor participation project or things like that. So unless I hear a very strong opinion to the contrary, I'll plan to wrap that up, um, maybe leave it online or close it. So, folks, go and copy-paste your favorite episodes. <laughs> well, the you know what's the good thing? The good thing about the audio episodes on Spotify, mm-hmm. do you know what's the good thing about all of that? No. 
Baby's got back catalog, baby. They're gonna be. They're gonna still be there. You've got sixty six episodes to go back to and listen. That that'll still be there unless I lose the password at some point. But my goodness, um, the long tail. You know, Did we haven't yeah. thought about that. But every now and again, one thousand true fans, one thousand true donors. <laughs> I'm gonna log in every now and again and just see that it's taken off in Romania, and I'll call you and I'll be like, I think we got to go to Romania. I think that's next. So let's go there, eat some pickled eggs. It's gonna be great. Pack up the RV, ship it over to Romania. Okay, we're on our way, folks. See you soon. All right. In the words of Dr. Seuss, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Thank you for listening to the Donor Growth Podcast, brought to you by the Donor Participation Project and BuildGood.com. If you found today's episode helpful, please help us by sharing it with a friend, posting about it on LinkedIn, or giving it a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back next week. But in the meantime, remember that donor growth is possible.